I always say, if you got two businesses, right, and you haven't made a million with the first one, you have no business doing anything with the second one. You go make, you know, you, you go make millions of dollars with a business and you want to start a side project or even two, fine. But if you've not at least made a million, and by the way, that is, that is the entry fee to the beginner circle. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson. I'm with the one and only Dylan Carpenter. You ready to rock this, Dylan? Yeah, man. Y'all are going to geek out for who we have in the in the podcast today, man. I'm geeking out over here right now. Like. Yeah. today Today's guest is a new, new agency owner. He's just <laughs> getting started in online marketing, and he made his first $1,000 this last week. He did it all in a single day. And now he's teaching other people how to start an agency, and it is going to be good. He's the founder and creator of GetClients.com, and uh, his name is Dan Henry, who uh, who is not at all the guest that I just described. But Dan is uh, Dan is a character in the world of online marketing, and um, he's doing some big numbers these days. I think he's most known lately for uh, having the balls to uh, to get out on the seas it's just bought a, like a ridiculous boat i feel like that precedes uh danny so so i think dan's the only person that we know on the show dylan that uh is like see you later covid see you later quarantine like i'm gonna go live on a boat peace <laughs> that's legendary status right there man. legendary <laughs> status man i just like, wanted I, a yacht i just, I just wanted a yacht i just wanted a yacht so Dan, welcome to the show, man. How'd you, how'd you like that intro? Is that like a pretty accurate? Like you just think you just got started like a week ago? Is that, yeah, is that your- yeah. That's that sounded. It sounds like pretty much uh, every IMer today. Very, very classic uh, uh, description. <laughs> exactly, man. I love it. Well, maybe uh, maybe you could tell people what you're up to these days because I feel like. Uh, you're you're focused on like some some newer things you're doing like a lot more high ticket stuff these days mm-hmm. and um it's not it's not where you're up to like when you you know when you just got started uh selling chiropractors on, on local ads so fill <laughs> so everybody in on what's new well I, I haven't had that offer in a long time um i stopped selling that a while back because uh you know i i after i did about eight million selling like online courses, coaching programs, I've had some events, you know, I, I found myself being a lot more passionate about how to sell your advice than, and, and I felt it was a lot more impactful than, you know, getting some extra, uh, guys into a massage parlor or something, you know? Um, I mean, maybe that was impactful for them. I'm, I guess it depends on the type of massage parlor, but for me, I wanted to impact at a higher level. And I knew if I could help other experts sell their knowledge, not only would I help them grow, but I'd help them help others. And so I decided to kill my old offer and 
uh, start teaching people how to sell their advice. And I kept, you know, refining that. And um, I just got, I mean, I'd love to tell you some esoteric uh, mythical story, but I just got really good at it. And we've sold over $15 million to date of my own personal education products. And um, I've since, you know, raised my prices and, and developed a much more VIP experience for clients uh, to go with that increase in price. But uh, as I say, a lot of people say, Dan, you know, what's your cheapest thing? Do you have anything for like 500 bucks? You know, I say, no, I don't have anything cheap because I don't have anything that sucks. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, I don't have anything that totally sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so what's like the, what's the highest ticket thing that you've got? 55,000. Well, I do have a $100,000 offer that I'm, I'm planning. Uh, but the one, the, the highest one that I have right now is a $55,000 mastermind and it's more intimate coaching with me. And I sold uh, two of those last week. Ooh, nice. And uh, that's cool, man. Well, I'm excited to dive into this. Like, uh, you know, we were talking before the show, you keep things really simple on the advertising side. And uh, I feel like we, we, I really want to dive into, you know, some of the mindset of like, behind of what it takes uh to create a winning ad campaign and you've got you know some interesting numbers right like it's not like uh some of the e-com businesses we've had on you know spending 100k a month making 200 and they're trying to borrow money from from shopify to to like float it through you know black friday uh so, <laughs> so like walk us through a little bit about um you know, what's working for you now on, on ads and uh, what's, what's been the biggest difference for you as you've gotten to this level? Well, the thing about uh, selling high ticket is you don't need to spend as much on ads to make, you know, the same amount of money. And because when you sell high ticket, you are selling over the phone, you know, if you have two or three or four reps, you can't just blow ten thousand dollars a day because you have nobody to take phone calls yeah um but the profit margins are so ridiculous that you don't need to spend that much and i've spent actually i used to spend five six hundred k a month to make a million in a month and you know and then of course you got other expenses at your company and this and that um we're spending maybe a hundred now maybe i mean we have months that are 60 to 80 and still hitting seven figure months. Um, and I know that's like a huge, uh, you know, it's a decrease in spend, but it's an inc a massive increase in profit. And there's a few reasons why that's working for me. Number one is, you know, I don't, I don't sell anything cheap. Uh, number two, I give a lot of value up front. We either take them to buy my, um, my book, digital millionaire secrets. And, uh, uh, or we send them to a, a webinar. Um, and if they like that, then they book a call and they get on the phone and we enroll them. If they, and, and the, the way that I do it is absolutely everything revolves around one idea, book a call. And so if we send out retargeting ads, it's 
always to either a piece of content native in the ad that goes to an application, or it is to a piece of content that is leading to book a call. Every time I release a YouTube video, it goes on my blog. Every time I release a podcast episode, it goes on another section of my website. And under each piece of content, there's a button that says, was this helpful to you? Book a call. And every email we send out, every retargeting ad, once you see that initial core content, which would, you know, for most people be a webinar, everything else is intended to just get them off the fence. They, you know, they go on the webinar and they either say, yes, I'm going to book a call. No, Dan, you look like um, Doogie Hauser and Drew Carey ran into each other super fast and exploded and, you know, whatever. Uh, and they just say, I don't like you. I'm never going to buy. That's maybe like, you know, that's like maybe like 10, you know, five to 10% book a call right away. Maybe 20% are like, no, Dan, I hate you. You suck. And, but then you have 70% that are on the fence and every single episode of a podcast or an email or a retargeting ad or a student case study or a blog, but everything revolves around one simple idea. I'm going to give you enough information to get off the fence and book a call. And that starts to roll over month after month after month. And if I, if I turned off ads right now, I would still be experiencing sales from my ad efforts from the last month and the month before that and the month before that. And when you make it like that, um, everything becomes super profitable. It's even in, you know, it integrates even into organic. I mean, a lot of people view organic like, well, I'm going to run ads, and I'm going to get new customers. And I'm going to do organic, and I'm going to get new customers. Well, I don't do that. I do reverse organic, where I spend money on ads, and I bring you people I've already paid for into my uh, organic audience. And that is where I nurture you to get off the fence. And if somebody else, your friends, people who see you happen to chime in along the way, they can, and they'll end up back top of funnel. And we cycle it like that. I don't go out there and try to grow necessarily my audience organically. I nurture the audience I already paid for. And as a byproduct that, uh, grows new people. And when you do that, that ad spend becomes worth far more than just, you know, I spent a dollar and I made a dollar back because that dollar you made back may in of itself make two or three more dollars. And so um, that's in short what it is. And I know that sounds very simple. You just send them to one piece of content and then give them more content. But the thing is, it's, it's not simple or complex. It's if you do it well, it works really well. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, just, walk us through your uh, walk us through this call process. Like um, they they book a call, and uh, like you know what what goes down on these these elusive uh, phone calls. Well, how it works is when they book a call, they fill out an application. Now they can either get approved or denied. If they get denied, I mean, it depends on how they answer the questions, right? We don't want to waste anybody's time and we, we don't want to have our time wasted. So if they get denied, they go to a, a denial page. Now on this page, we say, hey, listen, this is why we denied you. If you don't feel this is accurate, go ahead and continue to book your call. Now, if they get approved on the application, they go straight to a page to book their call. And when I say book their call, I mean, pick the time, you know, we use Calendly currently. And then when they pick their time, they go to a homework page where they get a video explaining how to prepare for a call and a program 
overview guide so they you know they have all their questions their logistical questions about our program answered prior to the call and if you do it well you don't actually have to sell on the call the sell ha happens in your core content mm -hmm. you're simply closing on the call which means you're not you know you're and and to me the art of closing is simply getting somebody comfortable uh, with separating themselves from their money in order to buy something they already want. That's closing. So it's really more of a mindset call to get you comfortable. And how does it go at the end of the call? Hey, uh, need to check in. Let's, let's schedule a follow-up. Uh, well, it depends well, on if you've been trained by me or you're just trying to do it yourself. That's how it would go if you try to do it yourself. <laughs> no, we don't. We, we, we close on the first call. There's no two call system. We do it. Once you book a call, we do have somebody that calls you right away, confirms your call. And we always confirm calls. If you don't answer, you don't confirm the call, we cancel the call. Um, so our close rate is high. And one of the reasons is because we get people qualified on the call and we confirm that they're going to make it. Now, you mentioned, I, I know you guys care a lot about ads and campaigns and then the technical. So I'll give you one quick aspect here is when they fill out an application, if they go, if they go to the next page, that we set up a custom conversion and we count that as a qualified uh, call, right? Like a, a qualified application. If they go to the app denial page, we count that as another custom conversion as a application denial. So in our dashboard, we can see how many qualified calls we booked and how many denials we got from a certain ad. And more importantly, when we run retargeting ads, we are optimizing for qualified calls, not just any call. So there's a little hack, a tweak right there that definitely, I mean, you know, we, we get like $20, $30 book calls on our retargeting ads because it's just so dialed in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you get on the call, we, we go through, we essentially what we do is we ask you questions and we make sure we can help you. Um, we make sure that our program, because if it's not a fit, we don't offer it to you, right? Because you're not going to be happy. We're not going to be happy. Um, now, are your people getting on the call where they're like, uh, they know they're going to make a buying decision do you, or is it kind of like, uh, well, it depends on how, how, you know, where they're at. I mean, if, if they watch the core content and, or they read my book and they're all about it, you know, they're going to, they're going to want to make a decision. Um, but we try to filter out people who are you know, just browsing per se. Uh, but a lot of times people get on the call and they say, Oh, I'm not buying anything today. But then when we show them, you know, how we can help them, they say, you know what? I wasn't going to buy today, but I'm in. Uh, be, and, and the thing is, is I always say, if somebody doesn't buy from you, it's because you didn't effectively sell them, not because they weren't ready or they couldn't afford it or anything mm -hmm. of that, because you know, the concept of, I can't afford it. I, I'll give you an example. If I said to you, Zach, give me $10,000 and I will give you a car, but I'm not going to tell you what that car is. What would you say? I can't afford it. Okay. Well, but you, you don't even know what the car is, right? But now if I say, Zach, it's a Lamborghini. Give me $10,000. You got seven days. Come up with 10 grand. I'll give you a Lamborghini. What would you say? Yeah. You, you'd figure out how to find the money, right? let's just pause there right like you figure out how to get the money you're gonna do one call close be like hey let's get this credit card now and then you're gonna go figure out how to get the money well no no no. we we don't i mean 
you would do you, we make sure that I mean, I mean, I guess if you have a credit card, you, you have access to the money, but um, <laughs> we don't, we, I'm not a credit card guy. Uh, we have, uh, we, we present our people with some options that are a little bit better than credit cards. Uh, if, you know, if, if they can get approved for it, uh, cause you know, credit cards can be crazy, like 20 grand or, uh, 20% interest and all that. And I, I wouldn't want anybody to pay, pay 20% interest, but I mean, not that, that not that it wouldn't still be worth it, but it's just a lot, you know? Uh, but yeah. we, I, I say, you know, um, you're willing to go out and find that money for a Lamborghini, for a car, but you're not willing to go out and find it to move your business to the next level. So you can buy as many of those cars as you want. And here's the thing. If you tell me it's yeah. more important to me to get that car, I'm not going to offer you my program. But if you tell me, no, it is, I care about my success. I care to make this happen. That's a different story. So we don't actually offer the program to everybody. We only offer the program to people we know we can help, that we know are coachable, and that we know are going to actually do something with it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. One of the things with with high ticket, you alluded to earlier is financing is a big, big piece of it, right? And uh, or a payment plan is a big piece of it, either whichever one you want to call. Do you find like, um, uh, how do you guys think, how do you guys think about this? Right? Like, cause some people, you know, when they're selling high ticket, they're, they're very like anti, like, I don't want to get my like clients or students like in, in debt, or I don't want to have them like leverage anything. And you don't believe in your program. Yeah. So you don't believe that. <laughs> no, that's be that, that basically means you, you're, you're just said you, so you see, so, so first, I'll give you an example. If I said to you, if I, if I could work with you directly and I could teach you how to book calls and close sales, I know, and your, your offer is say 5k. I know you, you would make 20 grand in the next 30 days. If you were my worst student ever, I know that, right? As long as you show up, I know I can help you make four sales. Even let's just say two sales. That's it. I know that, right? Like that's no freaking. I have zero doubt in my mind. So. If I sit there and say, oh, I don't want to put my client in debt, well, then you must have a real crappy product because if you don't believe that you can help them make it back, what does that say about you? You know, or if you say, well, it doesn't have to be make money. Maybe it's weight loss, right? Yeah. I mean, how confident are you? And, and my thing is, if you're that um, unconfident that you think they're going to waste their money, then go figure out how to make your product better, period. <laughs> That's, that's the stuff nobody wants to talk about. They just want to jump in their little internet marketing groups and talk about split tests. Like they don't actually want to be a real entrepreneur and build a real company. And that's the difference. And especially in high ticket. I mean, you just mentioned pay plans and funding. I mean, we, we have a funding company we work with, but the vast, over 80% of our sales are full pays. Really? We don't, I mean, we don't really have a huge issue with that. Very little pay plans. And um, not not a ton of funding, but we do get a lot of people funded. It's just the vast majority do full pet. This episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out ad card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin. 
at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So walk us through uh, walk us through a poor ad, man. Walk us through what not to do. If somebody's like, hey, Dan, we teach me just like how to just run a completely losing ad and uh, what, what would be the advice that you would give them or not give them if you're running ads for like a chiropractor or a local business that's so there's not much i can say on that i mean if you can't figure out how to get people to a massage parlor with facebook ads i don't know what to say i mean that's it's like the flag football and it's like tom brady playing flag football like you should be able to do it It's, it's not a big deal you know but when you want to sell something that's more transformational and that see, this is the difference massage parlors um fidget spinners phone cases these are transactional products they're commodities they're 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 not products that make an impact on your life per se but then you have transformational products and transformational products are going to be things like coaching events masterminds online courses consulting perhaps even you know a niche accounting service, right? Uh, I I know when I got my account in my life changed because I saved like over a million dollars in taxes last year. So that changed my life, you know? But here's the thing. The problem is when you're just an ad person, you can run ads for a transactional product and everything's fine. But when you sell a transformational product, uh, it's, uh, it's very difficult to just focus on the ads because there's a symbiotic relationship between the ad, the funnel, the, the, the content, everything. Um, you have to know things about how you came to believe what you believe in order to run great ad campaigns. Um, one thing I do is I always come up with angles. And so I'll come up with a story or an angle or so, uh, a, a life lesson or uh, some sort of epiphany or, or whatever. And that'll be an angle and I'll run an ad campaign. I'll try it on multiple audiences. I'll try it obviously with some variations, but ultimately I'll see if that angle is working. And if it does, then I will move it to a lose a uh, winning position. I just keep it in a Trello board. And if it doesn't, I move it to a losing position, right? So this is the mistake most people make. They just look at data. They just kind of make things more, I'm going to make this ad and I'm going to follow this ad structure. And they don't consistently get better at the types of ads they're putting out. And when I, I, can, I can have a column of losing angles and winning angles and I can study myself and I can figure out how to tell better stories, how to be better on camera, how to 
Um, what things are people connecting with more? And so my, my ad campaigns are very simple. I have a cold campaign and, and a retargeting campaign and that's it. And I just try to put out better ideas and better ways of saying things and not be so concentrated on what buttons I'm pushing because that's been more trans that's been, that's been more effective than anything. Um, so I would say a couple of things and, and here's some specifics, right? Uh, if you're using a pattern interrupt, okay, be very careful because what a lot of people don't understand about uh, optimi optimization-based platforms like Facebook is, you know, part of your targeting is your copy because your ad is being optimized to show to people that resonate with it. So here's mm -hmm. the thing. If I say at the let's say, let's say I want you to to buy my book, right? My book teaches you how to create uh, a you know million dollar uh, informational product. So if at the beginning of an ad I say something like, um, you know, uh, uh, what's a secret of the wealthy that nobody wants you to know? I remember when I was poor and I blah 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 blah, right? You got to wait three, four, five paragraphs before I get to the part where I tell you that you're going to make money by selling your advice information. Now, if at the beginning of that, I say something that specifically calls out my audience, like, what do most coaches and consultants not know about creating wealth? Well, now what did I do? I use a very similar pattern interrupt, but this time I made it what I call an identifying pattern interrupt. And that's where the pattern interrupt not only grabs your attention, but it would only grab the attention of your ideal client. And I see so many ads where you got to read three, four paragraphs down before you even know what the ad's about. Mm -hmm. I like to make it very clear who it's for and, and why, or at least allude to why they'd want to read that ad in the very first sentence. And when you do that, people who are not your target audience don't resonate with it. So they don't click and interact with it. And people that are do. And so that optimization goes not just towards people who are optimized to click on it, but who are the right people to click on it. And I do talk about that in the book, but that's, that is one thing I do different is I always identify every single time, even at the top of my emails, you know, everything. I, I try to identify who should care about what I'm about to say and, and why they should care about it. Oh, that's awesome, man. I love that. I feel like you do, uh, uh, I feel like you coach people on how to create a winning ad, not a losing ad, which is better, which we love. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So for this next segment, what I want to talk about is, you know, some financial principles on, on how you think about running and operating your business. And you've, you've gone through, you know, a lot of different iterations and, and graduations in, in your entrepreneurial journey. And, um, and I feel like you're, you know, at a different spot right now where that I feel like you're fairly, uh, disciplined in, um, and there's a lot of, you know, people on the show that the grass is green on the other side, right? They're on an agency. They want to build a big, you know, SaaS company, or they are, um, you know, getting into like info and then they like, um, you know, they want to, uh, they miss the agency game. Right. And you know, what we see a lot 
in, in, in some of these instances, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? Like you got one business that's like profitable and then you're throwing money out the door. So, you know, I'm curious to share like about your, your journey of like you, you tiptoed a little bit into tech, right. With, with lead owl a year or two ago. And, um, yeah, before this, you're like, yeah, I'm like anti like big business. And, um, and so like, yeah, tell us like how you've gotten to, to, to where you're at and, and what you're optimizing for right now on the finance side. Well, I, you know, I've never really wanted to be like a big CEO type, like running around like a chicken with my head cut off, like Gary V and, you know, just constant, like I'm like, I'm on, like, I got an IV of methamphetamine in my arm running around you know, making Instagram videos and stuff. It's just not me. I like to impact people and I like to, you know, have the lifestyle that I have. Um, if I want something, I just go make the money to get it. Like I wanted a, I wanted that yacht. I'm like, all right, well, these yacht, how much are these yachts? And yeah. uh, I found, you know, about 2 million bucks. So I went out and I made 2 million bucks. And uh, um, I mean, I, I obviously didn't pay cash for it because that would be, that would be absurd, but, um, I did get a seven, I did get a 700. So this is a funny thing, right? I'll, I'll, I'll break down the finance side of it. Let me get to the yacht in a second. So <laughs> first of all, I always say, if you got two businesses, right. And you haven't made a million with the first one, you have no business doing anything with the second one. You go make, you know, you, you go make millions of dollars with a business and you want to start a side project or even two fine. But if you've not at least made a million, and by the way, that is that is the entry fee to the beginner circle. You have no business making a second business, okay? Because <laughs> you can't make the first one successful. What makes you th think you can make the second one successful? Now, if you're trying to transition out, that's, but still, I mean, you know, focus. Focus on what you're doing. Um, I didn't like agency work because I wanted to, you know, I did it for a long time, but then I wanted to be more impactful. And so I switched to selling my advice and coaching and, and whatnot like that. And here's the thing. There are businesses you can sell and there are businesses that swell. And I have created, I mean, I, I acquired 50% ownership in a software company, built it up, and then we sold it for multiple, multiple seven figures uh, a year and a half later. I'm very happy. That's a nice little capital gain. And uh, that was a great payday for me. Um, but then there are, you know, that's a business you can sell. You create an e-commerce store and you, you don't make huge profit margins, but you can sell it maybe down the line. So that's businesses you can sell. I, with what I do, I can't sell my business. My business is Dan Henry, right? You buy my book, got my freaking face on it. You know, like what, what am I going to do? You know, I can't, I cannot sell my business. I don't think Tony Robbins can sell his business. And if he did it, it, it would not be at the same value if he's not there. And that's the thing is, uh, the trade-off though, is that my business is extremely profitable. I've had million dollar net months, net, and I'm talking like net, netty, net, 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 okay. <laughs> So, I'm talking net, net, net. Right. So here's the thing. I can't sell that business, but you know what I can do? I can use that money to invest. I'll give you a quick rundown of some of the stuff I'm involved in. I generally put in six figures minimum a month into something, 
every month, always looking for deals. Um, so right now, I bought uh, I bought about uh, six thousand shares of Apple. Um, I've I'm also uh, into crypto a bit and uh, some of the more unorthodox crypto stuff. Um, got some six figures in that. Uh, I've got multiple six figures in uh, a cannabis fund that uh, loans money to cannabis farms that can't meet demand. I've mm-hmm. uh, invested in a project building Section 8 housing, invested in an apartment project. Um, I do own multiple real estate properties, but I'm, I'm not really wanting to buy more real estate because it's, you know, you, you buy real estate and you think you're, you know, oh, I'm going to earn 20%, but you can get into a real estate fund with people that know what they're doing and you can earn 14%. Why am I going to bother myself with messing with that when what I do is this, you know? Um, so I'm in multiple funds, um, as well as recently I decided to create a, some accessory products to what I do, basically their own little companies. So they'd be like sister companies. I've got a physical product coming out. I've got, um, uh, and this is something that happened recently. Uh, you know, I, I, I sit around on my calls and I think that nine, you know, 99% of the questions I get, they're not really marketing questions. They always end up being mindset questions. So I, you know, I like to think to the future a lot of where I'll be in three, four, five years. And so I, uh, I was just randomly, you know, hanging out one night and I, I want to, I wonder if how to think.com is available. Just like a random thought. So I go to GoDaddy and I type in how to think.com knowing that that would be a great domain and knowing that eventually I would come out with a mindset offer. Cause that's, you know, that's like, honestly, I, Oh, it's been mindset. But yeah, if you say that you're the one that needs it the most. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I put it in, and it was like three grand and I go bought. So, you know, I'm always investing. Now let's, let's bring that back around to the yacht. Right. So my, my CPA calls me, she says, listen, Dan, Here's the deal. You got an opportunity here. I know you've always wanted a yacht. I said, yeah, I've always wanted a yacht. I grew up on sailboats. My dad used to be a sailing, uh, used to race sailboats. Uh, like he also used to deliver them as a captain. Yeah, I'm, I'm into boats. Yeah. So she says, um, well, listen, I don't know who's going to get elected this year or not, but the current administration has a really awesome tax credit that they did, and it, you know, it might go away eventually if somebody else gets in office. I said, well, what is it? They said, well, normally there's a $250,000 deduction on yachts. Well, right now it's $2 million. <laughs> And I go, what? You know, so, so I come to, to, to put this all in perspective. Um, just this year, by purchasing that yacht, and let me just run the numbers for you, ready? Because I don't like to waste money. I don't. Let's just talk about the business deduction before we even get into this. Cause I, I feel like I saw some posts where you're like, Hey, can we do a mastermind on a yacht? Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm getting to. That's what I'm getting to. Okay. I'm, right, I'm getting right. there. So, so I want to know how it qualifies for a business expense before we actually get into the deduction. Well, that, no, that's the cherry on top. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so I find out by purchasing the yacht, I save over 700,000 in taxes like that. So right off the bat, we just took that $2 million yacht down to 1.3 million just off that. And that's for the first year. That's not even, you know. So then I find out that the yacht comes with, th- and it's only 
chartered out for a very short amount of the year, comes with $300,000 a year in income from existing charters already booked on the, on the yacht. Okay. So within a year we're up to, so now, now, now the boat's only a million. <laughs> okay. Plus I decide that, um, I'm going, and I, again, I, I, I have this special relationship with GoDaddy. That's how I know. I go and I type in millionairecruise.com and sure enough, it's available. So I buy it. I start a company and here's, here's how, and so this is what I do. Here's my idea. My, my, my idea was I would sell a one day mastermind where it'd be like maximum of 10 people. So you'd think there'd probably be normally five to 10 people. You could fly out here, you get on the yacht, we go out for the day, we talk business, I'll look into your your sales, your company structure, your um, whatever it is you need to grow your business, right? And that one conversation that can happen on that boat or the network, I mean, if you're a serious entrepreneur, you know that, that that's worth it, right? Like that, that one conversation or one new perspective can change everything, give you a paradigm shift. So- I go out and I say, Hey guys, here's the deal. Here's, and it's not cheap. I said, here's, you know, it's a five figure investment. I say, here's what it is. Blah, 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 blah. And I put out this little funnel and I say, only sign up for this. If you want me to call you when you, when it's time to buy a ticket. And we had over 75 people sign up in the first week. So I'm like, all right. So there's like a million dollars a year in revenue. Right. So then I call up my buddy, Myron Golden, and I call up another, a couple other big influencers. I talked to Sam Ovens, some other guys. And um, I say, Hey guys, I have an idea. How about you sell a one day mastermind to your audience to have a mastermind with you? I'll attend if you want, or if you say, no, Dan, I don't want you there. Well, good. I'll go, I'll go, you know, I'll go to the gym or something, have fun. But you sell them on that mastermind day with you. I'll give you the boat. My crew, as there's a full-time crew that lives on the boat, a captain and a stewardess, private chef, they'll take the boat out. They'll cook for you. They'll do your mixer. They'll, they'll give you the full luxury experience. You give me half. And I've already got three influencers that are like, I'm ready. You know, when can I, how many people, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, it's going to cost me more money to not have this yacht than to have this yacht and I get a yacht. <laughs> so that's how I like to invest. I like to really run the numbers. I like to make sure things are going to happen. And that's where I put my money in, especially in things that, you know, I enjoy. Like Ooh. yachts and cannabis. <laughs> oh, man, my mind's exploded. This is... <laughs> I love that, man. I absolutely love how you made that pay for itself before you pulled the trigger. And most people would have stopped at the tax deduction, right? So like, yeah. well, how does this work with your existing business? Like walk us through, did you just like spin up like a, your yacht LLC? Did you? Air Cruise LLC, yeah. So I, I just asked my current clients who, who wants to come and they're all like, they're all super down, so. Nice. I mean, I mean, I've got thousands of customers who would love to spend a day that that close to, to learn from me and um and from each other you know at that at that level and yeah. um as soon as i said it everybody was was in like everybody wanted to do it and so i knew you know and so we already had like branding and a logo made and we've got yeah. um we're actually replacing all of the fabrics on the cushions on the boat with new fabrics with, which have the millionaire cruise logo embroidered onto them Ooh. um 
we've we have little little drink napkins because the way we do it is we have sessions throughout the day. We have a lunch. We have a a, a nice more formal dinner, and then we have a, a, a drinks a, like a mixer, right? So like the little cocktail napkins all have the Millionaire Cruise logo on it and all this. You know, it's gonna be great. So gonna be awesome i love that well on this episode of the rich head port podcast i feel like you have just constantly come back to uh mindset but we haven't really dove into it yet and uh what do you what do you think you know the biggest difference is between somebody doing 10 grand a month net 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 100 grand a month net 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 netty net as you would say and a million a month net well So here's this thing, right? When you're born, you have an adolescent life, you have friends and family, and you have a childhood, and you even have an early adulthood. And what happens in this life, this beginning of life, really defines and creates what I call a construct of how you're going to think, what you're going to believe, how you're going to approach things. And it's not really your beliefs it's not really your personality it's what was given you as a default template by your experiences growing up for instance let me give you an example of something that everybody can relate to when you at when somebody asks you why they start a question with why have you ever noticed that for some reason you tend to get a little annoyed when somebody asks you why like why are you asking me why like even if you don't say anything you do kind of kind of irritates you a little bit well, here's why. When you're a kid, what do your parents say every time you do something wrong? What's the first thing they say? Don't do that. They say, why did you do that? Oh, why? Oh, you I'm know, sorry. Why did you? I told you. Why didn't you listen? All right. So your parents criticize you and they 80% of the time begin with the word why. So mm-hmm. later on in life, you know, it's not that asking someone why is offensive. It's that you were programmed to feel it was offensive. And so what happens is you go out into the world with this construct of beliefs and limits that were all in all different categories were set on you. Well, some people accept that construct. They say, well, this is who I am. I'm just not that person. I'm, I'm an introvert and I'm just not comfortable and I'm, you know, I would even say that a lot of people don't even know what those contracts are, right? Oh, they don't. No, they have, yeah, they have no idea. You know, Um, and so what happens is they uh, they go they they got one of two choices. They can either accept the construct, go through life, and live under those limits, or they can begin breaking down the construct and creating their own. You don't find yourself; that is a fallacy. You create yourself, and so when you start knocking down and removing all of those limits one by one. The more limiting or limiting beliefs that that construct has given you, the more that you knock down, the more free you are to move and achieve things that those limits were preventing you from achieving. And so what happens from six to seven to eight figures is that you, uh, you believe, you know, you have less limiting beliefs as you go and you just, and the more you knock down, the more you're able to do. I'll give you a perfect example. Would you ever pay $25,000 for a one-hour coaching call that you couldn't record? And I couldn't record? I guess it would depend who it was with. But most people would say no. 
Oh, yeah. If you ask me that. Yeah, 90% of the time, I'm going to say no. But yeah. Right. If look. you asked me that just two years ago, I would have said no. If you asked me that even a year ago, I would have said no. But a few months ago, I met somebody who trades uh, options, like stock trading. And uh, they have a lot of money. And uh, they, you know, they trade a lot of money. And I don't really know. I, I've never even understood options. Every time I go and I try to watch a YouTube video on it, my brain goes, Psh. I mean, I'd, I'd rather sit around screwing around with Infusionsoft's psychotic <laughs> dashboard than deal with options, right? You know? And um, so I, I say to him, well, you know, you know, you know, we're talking, we're having dinner one night and he shows me his trading cat. And I know enough about trading to know what buys and, you know, I, I know basics. So he says to me, he says, Dan, how much money do you have laying around just in cash in the bank? And I tell him and he's like, okay, what if you could take that money and put it in another bank, but make like eight to 15 grand a week off of it every week. And that money really doesn't go anywhere. And I say, well, yeah, well, why wouldn't I? So he shows me his trading account. He says, this only works if you have a lot of money. Like, if you don't have any money, it ain't gonna work. You ain't gonna make nothing. But if you have like an extra 500 grand you can put into this, you can make, you know, eight to 15 grand a week. I said, well, yeah, I got an extra 500 grand. What, what, what do you know? So he shows me and he shows me what he's doing. And then he says, I will hop on a one hour call with you, but it's 25 grand. And I go, you know what? Hold on. I wanna back up for a second. You guys are, you're having dinner. He's telling you what he's going to do. He's showing you his account. And then he's going to say, right, we're going to do a follow-up call for 25 grand. Well, not a follow-up. I just, I asked him, I said, how much to teach me this? Got and it. he says, Got well, it. I, I charge 25 grand to teach it. And I, I teach it to you in a one hour call. I, and I <laughs> thought about it for a second. And here's what I did. I accessed my mind. And I said to myself, I never would have even accepted this, you know, uh, 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 a year ago, but uh, how many times have I taken a risk and done something outrageous and it worked out? And the thing is, it's not really that outrageous because he says to me, he says, look, all you got to do is transfer this money here and I'll, I'll, we'll make a trade on the first call. You'll make pro at least eight grand. So, you, you know, I'm going to make almost half back. And I, and he's like, uh, and if you don't make it back, I'll give you your money back. I said, okay. Dylan gets emails in his, his spam box are from Nigeria and he's licensed by the oh, SEC everything you know local prince there or something like that you have to transfer no, I'm just kidding <laughs> no, but anyway I get on the call with him right I give him the money he teaches me the whole thing in an hour I get it because you know I, I pick up things rather quickly and we made a trade and I made nine grand and before the end of the call and i'm thinking my and then you know within a few weeks i i had made the whole amount back and i've i've made that every week and i i i you know i think to myself if i would have said i'm not paying 25 grand for a one hour call i would have missed out on multiple six figures extra a year just for having money and for pressing one button a week and so i you know i i say to myself I almost missed that because of what my, my, oh, it's crazy to pay somebody that. Not really, because if I, if, if I said, hey, I'm going to put 25 grand into a box and close it when I open it, you know, 50 grand's going to be back out, you, you wouldn't hesitate. So 
one thing I learned is when you invest in things, you don't invest, invest in things based on the price. You invest in them based on the, on, on the result. Like when I, for instance, the yacht, I was only going to buy a $1.3 million yacht, but I found a yacht that was 2 million. It was under market. So there's equity in the boat because it wasn't even on the market. It was, it was, I, I bought it the day the guys started thinking about it, th thinking about selling it. So there's there, like, I would rather spend 2 million and get this much equity than spend 1.3 and get this much equity. Plus all the, plus the extra tax benefits and all that. So you sit, you got to think about the end result and you can't get sticker shock because of what's in your head. So that's mm -hmm. one of the things that when you, when you go from seven to eight figures and beyond, you don't wince at 25 grand for an hour call because you know, as long as that guy's not full of crap, you know that you're, you're going to make that return back. Now, if he said, Oh, I'm going to show you to make a thousand a week, eh, you know, but he made it, he set an expectation and he met it. But it, but the thing is, I know you're probably thinking, well, who is this guy? It only works if you have like hundreds of thousands of dollars laying around you, you're not doing anything with. So it's, it's not a strategy for everybody, but still 25 grand for an hour is, you know, it, it, it takes a set of uh, nuts to, to write that. Check. I feel like the way he framed it to you, like in the very beginning too, you know, you kind of showcased it to where the sales process is actually, it makes complete sense. Well, that's the thing. There was no sales process. He just showed me his account. And he said, look, each week, each week, each week. And I said, so you'll show me how to do that for 25 grand. And he's like, yeah, I'm like done. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> I would have to be a complete idiot to not say yes to that. The only, the only way I would say no is if I thought he was being non-truthful, but he logs into his account and shows it to me is, 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 is E-Trade account. And I, I, I have a, an account so i like i i i know it's not photoshopped you know on his phone like he's like scrolling so that's what i did but see but even but see this thing if you have two if your if your construct has too many limiting beliefs even if even if he showed you that you'd still say no even if he wrote a legal document with 10 lawyers around you that said if you don't make it back you'll get a refund you'd still you'd still be so nervous about it that that a lot of people wouldn't do it just because of that, just because it's mm -hmm. 25 grand. You got to let that go. You got to just, there's no difference between 25 cents and $25,000. There's just, no, it's just a number. It's just a number. That's the only thing. How would you suggest somebody go about identifying that, right? Like you, you hinted at this a little bit um before which is like most of us are just kind of like cruising through life and we don't even realize what these limiting beliefs are and we're just like oh reaction move on reaction move on but the first start is like awareness of and, and identifying oh this is a limiting belief which i feel like is actually the hardest part yeah it is. <laughs> it's like because like once you know it's there it's like oh okay i need to get like rid of it and like what's the process to do that blah blah blah, blah. so how, how do you practice that um, on a regular basis? Well, when you don't have any direction, you do tend to just kind of like find these limiting beliefs as they become limiting. And then you have <laughs> to recognize them and then you have to do something about it. It's funny you should ask that because um, the only other thing I'm doing today besides this interview with you is I've been working on, um, I told you that I bought howtothink.com. We're actually working on 
a mindset assessment called what type of thinker are you? And we asked multiple questions and then we spit out a result, a profile that shows you, you know, what your limiting beliefs are and how they're, they're actually preventing you from getting to the next level. And um, I wish it was ready that I could just say, go to that website, but it's not ready yet. Uh, but we did make substantial progress on it today. We got, uh, we, we tested it on about 20 people and most of them said it was very accurate. So we're, uh, we're chucking along. Well, there. I think by the time this is live, like you guys should probably have it. Uh, well, uh, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. That's where if you go to that website now, there's nothing there. I don't think, but, uh, uh <laughs> um, we're working on it. And so that's something to look out for the future. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, that, I, like I said, this is one of the companies that I, cause I really think I can help a, a lot of people past just marketers learning how to think, not what to think, but how to think, not what I believe the answer is, but how to come to the answer, you know, mm -hmm. how to find it for yourself. And, uh, there are just a lot of limiting beliefs that if you can just start yeah. busting each one down one at a time, you can do anything. You can achieve anything in life by changing the way you think. I have a bonus question here for this. I feel like a uh, bonus round here, Dan. It's like, you've been in the space, man. Like, I feel like you've been in all the groups. You've, you've gone down the agency rabbit hole. You've gone down the course creator rabbit hole. You're gone down like high ticket. You're got, you're wearing a lot of investor hats like right now. If you were to, and then we just kind of look at, um, let's just say that the industry for a whole for a second. And then we'll do Dan Henry, like, you know, separate from the industry. Like, let's just fast forward three years and five years. Like, where do you think the biggest opportunities are? Um, and like, where do you think the industry is headed? And then also like, where do you see yourself, you know, in three to five years? Well, the industry is headed to the same place it's always been. Here's this new thing. Stop doing the thing that you're already not good enough at because you tried that thing you know, yeah. from the thing before that and try this new thing and that'll work. And, um, I've been, I've been doing the same thing for years, you know, like this whole oh, webinars don't work. Nah, that's like even thinking like that, anything works if you do it well. And the problem is that our industry is so obsessed with the new way, the easier way, the better system, the, 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 that they just don't get good at what's in front of them. Time spent searching for the easier way could be time spent getting good at the hard way. And this is the thing, right? I, in the next three to five years, I see myself um, probably not even in the make money space. I, I see myself in a more, maybe more of a personal development space. I'll probably still have my mastermind uh, and I'll still teach people to make money, but not with, hey, do this funnel method or something. Like to me, that's when you start thinking eight figures and you start getting, you learn that it's no one funnel or it, that's irrelevant. What's relevant is how good you do it. So for instance, a lot of people want to have things, right? They want to have a nice car. They want to have a, a successful business. They want to have a, a, a big audience. They want to have things, but they never consider that they have to become the person that deserves those things. They have to become the person that can make those things happen, right? And that's why we're called human beings and not human havings. So think about this. Think you want to be a millionaire? Do millionaires know how to speak? 
Do they articulate themselves properly? I have a video that I found the other day of me from years ago when I was trying to start a YouTube channel about around electronic cigarettes. And I'm like, hey, guys, this is Dan Henry from puffweb.com. And I sounded terrible. Now, I could have sit there and said to myself, well, that's just me. I'm just not good on camera. It's just not for me. I'll find another way to make money. Or I could just get good at being on camera. And that's what I, that's what I did. I eventually got very good at speaking and articulating. I mean, think about this. If you give 100 actors a, a script, how many get the part? One. Why? Because they did it better. So a person that deserves to be a millionaire is a person that does not search for the easier way all the time. They get good at the thing. They get good at speaking. Get good at, at making your point. I watch movies all the time to study story arcs. I will listen to awesome, like, you want to get good at speaking? Here's what you do. Watch the movie Django Unchained. The German guy, whenever he explains a situation in this intent, like he's got guns pointed at him, things are about to blow up. And every time he says, gentlemen, let me explain exactly how, and he's just so articulate. Watch that movie, learn how articulate he is, and try to mimic those scenes. Try to talk like him. Find articulate people and try to talk like them. And eventually you will train yourself to be able to talk and people will listen. You will command attention. These are the things that grow your business. Now, oh, I need this new funnel method. Let me create a challenge. I'm going to create a five-day challenge. That'll do it. <laughs> What, what, so the webinar didn't work. Your little three video series didn't work. Your launch didn't work. But all of a sudden, you think like this is interesting, Dan. Like no one's ever come on the show and talked about just articulation for a second. So like, let's just like hone in on this, right? Okay. Like what? Like you, you've obviously, you know, done a really great job with with webinars, right? And naturally, articulation and like the voiceover art and speaking on a webinar is, is a big part of it. Do you think like that's kind of where it stemmed from of like, I have to master like a 45, 60 minute presentation. And then that kind of morphed into like a lot of other areas um, in your, in your life, or do you kind of attribute it to, to something like entirely different? I've never seen a multimillionaire webinar presenter that didn't sound like they could speak. So I knew I had to sound like them. Period. Yeah. Go find me somebody that's made millions of dollars from a webinar. I'm talking like this. Okay. Go find me somebody that, that's a, 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 an award winning speaker that. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. No, they <laughs> know how to speak and how to command attention and use inflection, rhythm, and cadence in their voice. You got to learn that stuff. So, yeah, I can teach you the funnel stuff and all that, but I always say, most people teach you what to do and how to do it. I teach you how to do it well. And let me give you an example, right? <laughs> so um, how you do some things is how you do everything, right? You can tell, and I'm, I'm going to have to speak about men specifically here, but you can tell what kind of worker, entrepreneur so a, a, a guy is by how he takes a piss. I'm what? serious. If you're the type you, of guy, is this, your, is this your interview process? It, Are you like, hey man? If you no, I want you. I want you. This may sound crude, but it, it it's true. If you who's, who's watching the pissing though? Who who, no, 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 who really? No. Knows? I'm not saying somebody watches it. 
If you're the type oh. of guy that goes and takes a whiz, shakes it twice, puts it back in your pants, first of all, gross. Second of all, um, you're probably pretty sloppy and lazy in other aspects of your life. But if you're the type of guy that gives it a little squeeze, dabs it, makes sure everything's dry, makes sure everything's good, puts it back in, everything's tight, no leakage, then you're probably pretty meticulous in your business and your life. When you brush your teeth, do you just, and you're done? Or do you make sure that you get each and every piece with the floss and you don't miss it? And if you did miss it, you do it over again, right? Like these are the small things in life. When you type, do you use words like, you know, instead of saying a long word, you use some short thing that half the people don't even know what you're saying? Or do you take time to articulate and properly write it out? Do you capitalize the first letter in your sentences? Or do you just, right? Like how you do some things is how you do everything. So one thing you can do is start doing everything in your life more thoroughly. That doesn't necessarily mean take more time and, and waste time, but do things more thoroughly, you know? I mean, you know that old saying about uh, a disciplined man is a man that makes his bed every morning? There's truth to that because you, you, it's, they don't make a bed to make a bed. They make a bed to teach themselves discipline. You know, and th again, this may sound unorthodox, but if I made, you know, a thousand bucks la uh, last weekend, then you could probably sit here and tell me I'm full of crap, but I've made 15 million. There is something to this. So I love it, man. Yeah, this has been a very, very interesting episode. I, I absolutely love the the details and the crevices that we like to like into. There's a lot of entrepreneur wives that are thanking me right now. They're just like, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> finally i can sit down on the seat no, <laughs> well tell me what you're up to next and how we can support you and how people can reach out and, and get on a call well uh i you can get on a call but i highly recommend you uh read my book first to make sure it's for you and there's a lot of value in here um and what i can do right now is i i can make a special link for your audience um, so that they can get the book for free. Uh, Ooh. and what, what I'll do is, uh, let's do funnel dash. So what I'll do is, um, if you go to this link that I'm about to give you, all you have to do is pay the postman, just pay shipping. And I will send you the actual book for free. Um, if you, when you get the book, we also give a complimentary, uh, 48 minute training, uh, if you don't want to wait for the book, you can watch that training. And when you're done, if you'd like to book a call and talk more about how we can help you sell your products and services for a high ticket price or sell an educational offer such as a uh, coaching program, an online course, a mastermind, uh, any situation in which you'd sell your advice online, you can book a call. Um, and if we can help you and we know we can help you, then uh, we'll show you what that looks like and allow you to make a decision on whether or not to become a part of it. Dan, thank you so much, man. The, this has been the URL is going to be getclients.com slash funnel dash. Getclients.com slash funnel dash. And yep. And there cool. it is. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Dan. Awesome, man. Had a good time.
much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorad.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, Zach at FunnelDash.com. Show me you left a review and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpoorad.com slash review. Thanks again.